Hello, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church and the rest of you who are joining us online. So glad you're here uh, today. I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And this week we're talking about, dun-dun-dun, neighboring. Yay, neighboring. We're in week two of our series on neighboring. Actually, we're in week three. Is it week three? Yeah, we got one week to go. Hey, I went out of town, (laughs) and I'm still not recovered from my trip. Uh, (laughs) Kelly, where are you? I don't know. Um... Yeah, so week three, and the topic this week was... Relationship. Relationship. Um, <laughs> uh, super cool. So, um, Dave, you kind of you came out of John 1, right? Yeah. John 1 was yeah. a sermon, this or the scripture this week. And let's give everybody a little bit of context of kind of how you started that and, and where you were coming from. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and Jesus is here, too. Oh, amen to that. <laughs> So John 1, uh, you know, it's a pretty famous passage. Everybody um, who's been around very long at all knows that it begins with, and, uh, and, and the Word became God, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And, of course, the Word in this uh, verse is Jesus, and we find that later. It uh, specifically says that later in the, in the passage. But if you read John 1, the whole chapter uh, beginning to end, you'll notice that in the middle somewhere, it shifts gears. Mm-hmm. So it begins by saying, in the beginning was the Word. So it's talking about a, a cosmic kind of uh, frame mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, of the importance of Christ and how, how we've come to know Christ. Uh, but then several verses in, about halfway, it shifts gears to away from the cosmic and to the humanness of it, to the mm-hmm. worldliness of, of Christ and how Christ came uh, to earth and got his feet dirty. Mm-hmm. Um to walk with us and to lead us and to teach us and to right. all, you know all of those things, and so John one is really kind of a, 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 a has two different distinct sections: Christ in the cosmic sense, Christ in the worldly sense, and his worldly time with us. Uh, and it's interesting the uh, the translation of the Bible that's called the Message. Um, uh, Eugene Peterson really. Uh, translates, I believe it's verse 14, uh, that says, and then Jesus moved into the neighborhood, mm. um, which really kind of puts it into context uh, for us. Um, you know, it's not just Christ coming to, to, to earth generically or in the Middle East, but it, Jesus moved into my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the way he phrases it, uh, he loses the, the poetry of John, but he really helps the meaning. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to helps us to hear the meaning of that. Jesus is here. And then it answers the question of why Jesus is here, and that's all about relationship. Right. Um, and so that's kind of where we, where we come from. God created us for relationship. Mm-hmm. Created us for relationship with Christ, created us for a relationship with our neighbor, Mm-hmm. Um, those two things are intertwined and and inseparable from right. one another. So that kind of leads us into this idea of uh, uh, defining our neighbor as those that we can form relationships with, defining neighbor as the people who surround us mm-hmm. uh, and who we can connect with. Yeah, so I love what you said there. Uh, so defining neighbor mm-hmm. as those we can form relationship with. And so, you know, as the millennial, right, you turn it off and turn it back on um you know and and that's part of the challenge right because because even work culture and just culture in general um 
you know, we've shifted where there's layers and levels of different types of relational context that mm-hmm. we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Some people work remote, so all of their relational context for their job is on a webcam and on a computer. You right. know, with COVID, you know, churches like clung together with Zoom, uh, you know, and and so um, and then there's you know more traditional or or more normative, right? Which or uh, normal, more normal rhythms, which are, you know, in person and physically connected and those types mm-hmm. of things. And so I think one of the things that's really important as we're kind of navigating, you know, who's my neighbor and what does it mean to be a neighbor? Um, I, as our, as our conversation uh, progresses, I want us all to kind of consider um, it from the perspective you just gave us, mm-hmm. which is where can you have relationships? Mm-hmm. Because, I would submit, uh, as we'll discuss, is that um, there are a lot of places that you can have relationship, and sometimes we might not be aware. We might not be aware of some of those places. Um, social media. <clears throat> so, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited to kind of dive in, and so mm-hmm. um, let's start with. Uh, I mean, you broke it down, uh, but I'll make you do it again because I like I like doing that. Uh, I love the how the message kind of discusses the idea yeah. that the intentionality of Christ to come and be your neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, which by the way, it's like, you know, I've been in neighborhoods, right. Where somebody new is moving in and you always look, when I was a kid, you always like look out the window and be like, who that? <laughs> who coming? They got kids. Anybody my age? Is that an Xbox? Like, yeah, I mean, you're yeah. just like, you're kind of like, you know, gauging and like, like you're, everybody's excited. You're looking for a connection point. Yes. You're looking for connection points. Huh? Uh, <laughs> and you're looking for like relatability. You're looking mm-hmm. for um, the connection point. And I would say too, like it's the, it's those places that are softer where we can relate. Cause I want to be able to go up to you and talk about something that like I can connect with you on mm-hmm. as opposed to like talk about things I don't like. Right, because well, or, or uh, you, you like having knowing kind of just by observation what somebody's into. If they have a dog, yeah, and you have a dog, I mean, there's a connection point. I'm a right? Yankee that's, fan. That's an easy. If one. you're unpacking Boston Red Sox stuff, <laughs> I'm not coming and talking to you. Like I, that's a sign. I'm just kidding, but but it's in that of like, oh, you've got baseball gloves and mitts or sports or like video games or computers or like you know a bike like. Mm-hmm. There's things that like maybe I care about or I'm in, I'm invested in that are relatability, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, that connection there. Mm-hmm. So when I do come over to introduce myself or say something, right? Like it's beyond the hi, my name's so and so. And then the awkward kind of dance that we do to try to yeah. figure out where those connection points could <laughs> possibly be. Uh, do I offer yeah. to help you? That looks really heavy. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, but it's it's. Um, you know, and, and and so as we're as we're navigating that, yeah, I love I love how you're mm-hmm. saying that. But mm-hmm. but then you're talking about like the context of like Jesus is coming to the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and like for me, I'm like never even considered the idea that like Jesus was moving in next door. I feel like, <laughs> hey Jesus, do you, do you, do you want to come over for dinner? <laughs> like like, but that's true though. It's true, and I really think what it's talking about is how we were made for relationship we're made mm. for that connection yeah and and you know there's a lot of why i mean we could spend a lot of time in the why but one of the whys is we have to depend on one another um and i think we were made to depend on one another and this is mm-hmm. part of that relationship 
And if you think about, you know, the whole idea of grace, which is the underpinning of, of um, you know, the, the walk that Christ walked and the what Christ teaches us to do, that grace can only exist in a relationship. Um, and so, you know, those relationships are foundational um, to help us to, to live mm-hmm. and then to help us to understand grace and to understand love and mm-hmm. to have have an object or uh, you know that where we can practice that that dance of of relationship with through that grace right mm-hmm. well and and not to be weird but but for me too, too late. like <laughs> too late uh, well and, and you know I'm married so like I have that context of a relationship right and so some of the times that I know my wife really loves me and wants to have a relationship with me are the times where I like break stuff <laughs> and like where I say something I shouldn't say or I've got a tone where grace is needed or mercy is needed and like what I deserve is you know a stern talking to uh but but in that context of that relationship and the conflict right whether that's intended on my end or it's a mistake I make mm-hmm. or it's an accident whatever that is like to then have somebody relationally who knows me who cares about me who loves me like before me in that moment of the conflict is it is it because when things are good, don't get me wrong, I always want things to be good. Because like, yay! But um, the times in my life where I've known people love me the most is not when things are good. It's when I need help mm-hmm. or I need somebody to come alongside. Or maybe it's not even that I did something. Maybe I'm just having a hard time. I need somebody to come and support me. And so in those relational contexts, right? Like I, you made a great point on we really need each other. Um, and what's fascinating to me is, and I keep saying culture and and this other stuff, and like, let me be fair for a sec. That's a cop out in a sense. We would just say, oh, it's the culture, and it's like the world we live in, and this other things. And like, I'm not trying to cheapen that and be like, well, it's just, it's there's like people have like engineered and done all this other stuff. What I'm really trying to say is like, you know, as believers, I am making the submission and pointing to that sin exists. So that there's systems that are evil, there's things that are that are like they're sinful, and those are the things I'm citing. And so sin wants to isolate and to separate and to create rifts and misunderstanding and and destroy community and neighbors. Mm-hmm. Right? We want right. to we want to be like uh, I don't want to go hang out with Jesus. I want Jesus to be Mister Wilson from Tool Time, you know, Home Improvement, where it's like no, 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 talk to the fence. I'm gonna see eyeballs, nothing else. Um, but what, what happens when we neighbor or where we're connected and we live relationally, right, in that way is um, needing each other isn't weakness. Mm. It's not a bad thing to, like, need help or to ask for help right. and for other people to then ask for help and then to help meet needs. Like, yes, that is the, that is the way it's supposed to be. Well, and to, to your point about... You know, talking about culture or the world, it is it is a, an attribute of the culture in the in U.S. that individualism plays a huge part in that, uh, more so than other cultures. I mean, you, you, I mean, every culture will have its own degree, yes. um, but but that is celebrated. That individualism is so celebrated within our culture, and it goes against the the fabric of the gospel. Is what John one is telling us is that we can't be. Uh, self-sustaining, self-sufficient, self-sufficient. We must rely 
on God and our neighbor. You're all special. <laughs> that means none of us are. That's not what I said. It's what you said. No, it's well, not. Well, it's like, who gets the city your right hand, Jesus? And he's like, oh, I fail. <laughs> and then what is it? John and, and who? Their mom shows up. James and John. James and John. It's like, no, no, no. My sons get that. Jesus is like, no, 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 it's not. But, but again, like being connected that way and helping and loving and supporting one another and shouldering your shouldering each other's burdens and like looking out for each other and like being good to one another with everything we are and everything that we have is good. And so, like you said, for me, like I'm speaking for my, you know, 36 years mm -hmm. old, like experience of um, what I like a lot of times I'm taught the, the adverse, which is like, if you can't make it on your own, you did something wrong. You're getting what you deserve. And and you have no worth. And you have no worth. And you have no value. And Or if you don't have a bunch of stuff, then you can't be a neighbor to anybody anyways because you don't have anything to give. And it's like, whoa. You know, Jesus is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> The poor will inherit the kingdom. I'm like, yay. <laughs> but but in that, right, like there's this, there's this context that's being lived out of, um, and I think in a, in a really sinister way, what this really highlights in us is our, is our, um, what I think kind of almost, I'm bringing Adam and Eve into this, like when they eat the fruit, right? And then they hide from God, it brings that part of us out. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't be vulnerable with you mm -hmm. because you could hurt me. Mm -hmm. I can't ask for help or I can't admit weakness because I could get hurt and it devalues me as opposed to, you know, Paul writes things like, right? Like, I will boast in my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. But it's just the admission of like, no, 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 I, I like God has called and empowered me to do things. But like in the context of everybody is, and we're doing this together and like, we're in it together. Mm -hmm. um, and in it, it, like you said, I, I think it, if we're not careful that individualism like really creeps in. Well, and we're seeing uh, right now an epidemic of loneliness. You know, which is one of the, you know, I think it's always been there. It's always been a problem. It's been uh, exaggerated by the pandemic mm -hmm. and how that forced us to break relationships and forced us to isolate. And it's just the the loneliness that resulted in that, that and then the depression and those other things that mm -hmm. are tied to it are just blowing up right now. The, the world <laughs> is hungry for relationships. There are so many people who depend on them. And are just are dying because they don't have them. And and uh, so I want to make a, a distinction here too, because we're gonna continuing to neighboring and applicable things and tangible things that you can do. Because Dave's the tangible one, you know, <laughs> smart guy over there. Kelly, how, what can they actually take from this conversation that can apply? I don't care. Like we're gonna talk about philosophical concepts <laughs> and they can deal. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But in that right, like. Um, you're talking about that we're talking about the individualism. We're talking about the the literal like, you know, the World Health Organization came out and said epidemic. So for that to happen, it's got to be a serious problem that is mm -hmm. verified by mm -hmm. oodles and oodles of data, right? Um, but on top of that, uh, there's stigmas around talking about your feelings and talking about how. You know, stigmas around mental health and stigmas around connection. And so for me, there's a there's a there's another thing that's happened here in the last couple of years that I want to highlight here is um I'm gonna make this super not controversial because now everybody knows what I'm talking about. Is 
is so people's feelings have been weaponized. And so what's happened is now you have community groups, but some community groups are based upon the hatred of other community groups. And that's not neighboring. We don't bond in our hatred of our fellow man and our fellow person. And so also like some communities too, if we're not careful, it's like, well, I am connected to people. And I'm like, yes, but the people that I'm connected to hate other people. That's not a neighboring. That's not neighboring. That's not, that's not connectedness and relationship as God intended it to be. That's just creating a space where the things that I'm aggravated with and I'm upset about are like used to like for nefarious individualistic purposes. And that is without saying exactly what I'm saying, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, And so that's another thing too, when you're isolated and you're alone and you're sad and you're scared or you're depressed, and then you get all this other stuff and then we also get fed all this stuff of like, you should be terrified of your neighbors um, to the point where it's like, okay, so I can't ask for help because if I ask for help, I'm weak and it's my fault. I don't necessarily maybe have resources to get the help that I necessarily need. I've been isolated for years now. How do I reconnect with people? And why are the groups I'm seeing or the groups that are loudest like hate everybody? Huh? What do I do with that? Good news. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and in that, and so like in John 1, and then this good neighboring experiment we're doing in your sermon about Jesus moving into the neighborhood is that Jesus isn't just in my neighborhood, and Jesus isn't just in your literal neighborhood. Jesus is in your neighborhood too. Mm-hmm. And the, the hope that comes with that is like, oh, that means that Jesus is here. I want to go find out where he is, Right. And so I hope that that's a little bit encouraging to go, if we start to focus on what God is saying and where we think God is at work and what God is up to, it doesn't mean that this stuff still doesn't exist. All the negative, like, ah, apocalyptic stuff I'm talking about. It just means that that stuff is the backdrop to what God is actually up to and what God is calling us to focus on. And I think that negative stuff is showing the absence of this reality that is relationships. And what can happen when those relationships are are broken or 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 or, or not you know sound um, is that that stuff happens mm-hmm. in, in the lack of true relationship where 100%. where love can be uh, lived, mm-hmm. um, and so what we're seeing there is the result of a lack of neighboring and a lack of community building and a lack of connection to where real stuff can be discussed and real problems can be solved and and real feelings can be aired and we can be a neighbor with one another. Yeah. So all of that stuff is is the result of this not being lived out in a way that's supposed to be lived out. 100%. And I would say this too. So this is another thing I'm thinking of. Jesus <laughs> would tell people like Zacchaeus, right? Like, "Hey Zacchaeus, yeah? <laughs> like I mean at your house tonight. Like mm-hmm. let's hang out." Uh don't do that. The way you neighbors, you don't like knock on somebody's door and they open it and you go, hi, I'm your neighbor. I'm eating here tonight. Don't do that. Invite uh, <laughs> them to your house, if anything. But but in that, right, like it's, it's the hope is, right, that like Jesus wants to come and spend time mm-hmm. together. And that's, that's part of this model. So what are some tangible things that people could do that are like, you know, literal like neighboring? Yeah, yeah. So there's tons of lists and... 
<laughs> if you need a list, you can, you, you, they're easy to get. And, and, uh, a remark I made in the sermon was on every list there's, well, you can shovel snow for your neighbor. Dave's staring at me because I haven't <laughs> seen snow in years and it makes me I sad. Have, I have lived in Texas all of my life. I have never once shoveled snow. So <laughs> I, I said, I said, I don't know what the, that's all about. I said in the back with our group, I was like, if you shovel somebody's driveway, you really love them. <laughs> Shoveling snow is like, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Is it hard work? Yeah. yeah. Think of like um, cold <laughs> and more cold and then heavy. <laughs> and you're just, you know, here, like if you're mowing somebody's lawn, it's hot. Like now it's like it's cold and it's heavy. So it's also hot, but it's still cold. And it's just, yeah, it's miserable. Like it's just a miserable thing. So that's that's not something we have to worry yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, yeah. that's not a tangible step. <laughs> but you can, you know, share cookies or you can, you know, just give a card or you can, you know, there's all kind of things and, you know, the week uh last week we talked about being authentic mm-hmm. and who we are. So, you know, if you are one who loves to write cards, then that would be an authentic gesture to a neighbor. Mhm. Uh, if you're somebody who loves to throw parties, then maybe inviting, you know, a neighbor that you've kind of created a connection with to your Thanksgiving, you know, meal, um, you know, something of that nature. You can, right. um, in, in the, my yard, the way it's set up, you know, the yards on one side and then on the other side, there's this little strip and it takes me about three passes with the lawnmower mm-hmm. to mow that little strip. Well, if I, I could do that, I could take care of that for my neighbor and not leave just mm-hmm. those three passes mm-hmm. there kind of thing. So there's, uh, you know, there's little things that we can do leading up to grander kind of, mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, you know, uh, so that, that those practical things of how you neighbor are going to be contextual with who you are kind of right. and who your neighbor is and how well you've gotten to know them, how deep that relationship is. All of those things will play in. Uh, but there's any number of things, I mean, from, cards to waving to, uh, you know, and, and that's the beginning of the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, the getting to where you recognize somebody, know where they live, uh, you know, oh, they're that house across the street uh, is where that, you know, person belongs and that's their dog and their dog's name is whatever. Uh, so there's, there's, there's the, all of those things that come into, uh, into effect there. You said something really important on Sunday too. And so, uh, Part of neighboring and, and these applicable or these these direct things that Dave is talking about are done from the context of without expectation of reciprocation. So you're not going and doing this so that everybody sees you doing it or notices it. You're doing it because you want to and because you, you want to show love to another person and you're not expecting stuff back. This is very important. Like You don't go like, well, I'll do the thing on the side and then one day you're going to do it too. Then, then next week it's your turn. Like, mm-mm, that's not, mm-mm. Um, or like you're not doing it and like putting posters around your neighborhood, like to the HOA going like, Psh, I did the hedging around the walkways. Um, it's not, you're not doing it. It's like, a, what does Jesus say, right? Like, like if you give with one hand, don't let the other yeah, hand know what you're yeah, doing. You're yeah. not, you're not doing this for some big grandiose plan. You're not doing it with the expectation of somebody to give something back to you. The reason you're doing it is because, and I would say this is important too, is when I think about God and I think about Jesus coming to live in the neighborhood, because mm-hmm. you talked about cosmic God, is like the, the distinctions made, and then like the, oh, I can touch Jesus in the neighborhood. That's a that's weird. Uh, 
you know, don't go up to people and like be like, oh, Jesus and touch it. Don't do that. But but in that, right, like there's a closeness and a, and a, and a physicality to that and a lived out experience where Jesus is now close and, and walking where we're walking and, and a part of what we're doing. Um, and so you're not... Um, you're not doing it because you you want something back. You're doing it because you're trying to represent a God who's intentionally noticing people and wants people to know that God sees them and values them and loves them because God does. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the most powerful moments of neighboring that I've experienced in my life are where people just like did something for me that like, you know, was really nice, but I didn't ask for or like know I needed. And then it happens and you're like, oh, that was very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And I think I think of God as a very thoughtful and intentional God. Like God sees and knows and God loves and is gracious and is kind. And what a great way to find those places where you can be a representation of that so that people know that God knows them mm-hmm. and loves them and sees mm-hmm. them. That's not proselytizing, which is the fancy word that Dave used that I had to look up on my phone and went, what does that mean? Aren't you a Pastor Kelly? Not a smart one. <laughs> so so what that means is like, we're not Bible thumping. You're not like mowing the lawn and going, this is because Jesus loves you and you should love Jesus back. Like, that's not what this is. Um, you know, like, like, you know, I can't wait till they come over to ask me why. I okay, did if that. anybody has ever done that, please, please leave a comment. <laughs> I would win. Uh, and, and, I want to know if somebody's and, ever actually done that. And, 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 <laughs> Kelly, you're such a hater. True. Um, and so I'm, I'm sharing that not because if if that's part of the way that you evangelize and stuff like go like do your thing, right? Um, but what we're talking about is loving people in a way where like. You're just doing it because that's what God's already up to in people's midst, and you want people to know that that's true. Mm-hmm. And then you let the relationship go from there. So if they don't believe in what you believe in, they don't practice the religion that you practice, they don't like like reciprocate. Like that's that's not a failure on your part to like love well. That's no. like do the things. Um, don't let don't don't let the the end result of like they converted. Um, be the thing that motivates you. Mm-hmm. What motivates you is that God loves you. Jesus moved into the neighborhood. And you want other people to know that they're loved and that they mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that that's focusing uh, on that type of perspective will mm-hmm. not only help you avoid like burnout, it'll help you stay focused on what's fulfilling and good. And I think there's an intentionality there well, that's important. And, and I think you know being fulfilled. I mean, doing things for for others. It makes you feel good. I mean, especially if you're not, you know, grading yourself on their response or their whatever. Um, You know, if you're doing that just because you recognize that God created your neighbor, just like God created you, and that you want to honor God by helping your neighbor, regardless on, you know, how your neighbor responds, then you're honoring God. Um, You know, the the greatest commandment is is there to to love God and to love our, our neighbor. Um not to love our neighbor if we get something out of it. <laughs> do unto others <laughs> as you would have them do unto you. Well, I would like macaroni and cheese on my doorstep. You know, uh food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, there's rules. Uh but but in that like and you mentioned notes before too, like I I don't write cards because I can't even read my own handwriting. Um but I can tell you like 
I had a, I'll, I'll share a story. So I had a church that I served at years ago, right? Um, connected with with um, a, a parishioner there, a lady there. Still, still touch base every once in a while, you know, because Facebook and I and I post pictures of my kids. She's like, oh my gosh, they're huge now. I'm like, yeah, stop. <laughs> um, and so I preached a message, and she wanted to watch it, so I sent her the link. And man, like I, I not even like three weeks later, I got like three pages of how proud she was of me, oh. how wonderful my family looked, how she could see my passion and my zeal for God, and that like she just was praying for me and that she missed me. And I and it was handwritten in cursive, which is ancient, it? which is this ancient <laughs> language that we learned in third grade because it was supposed to be better for note taking. No, uh, like computer, uh, but. But so like, and it was a note and it, and it meant the world to me. I have it, I have it in my desk drawer. Literally, if I'm having a bad day, I will take it out and I'll be like, I'm awesome. And God thinks I'm great. And like, and I'll read it. And then my day's better. And like, so it's not just, it's the gift that keeps on giving, but, but it was a handwritten note that somebody gave me. I've got a card on my desk from youth camp from Izzy, like that. I'm like, thanks Izzy. And, Mm -hmm. and so I didn't ask for those. Mm-hmm. Somebody took time out of their day to be like, here. And, you know, I've I've gotten um, something I used to do as I would have post-it notes. And, like, somebody would be talking to me. And then I'd find a way at a different point in the day. I need to start doing this again. Where I would, like, have a prayer that would hit my heart or Bible verses or something. And I would have, like, I would write a note in context. But I wouldn't sign it. And I would put it somewhere where they would find it. And I would just leave it Um, and uh, never would bring it up, never would talk to anybody. um, And hopefully I didn't ruin their day. Uh, But but it was always like, you know, I just wanted them to know that God saw them Mm -hmm. and that they were loved and they mattered. And and, um, so so those are some ways that like we're talking about that are more tangible, more intentional. Now, I want to also talk to you. You said something before that I think is really important is. Excuse me. Neighboring is like wherever you can develop relationship. Mm-hmm. Listen carefully. I'm talking to myself. Try to see the reflection of the lens. Uh, your social media accounts are also place for relationship and neighboring. I know <laughs> it's my Facebook wall. No, it's not. It's not. It's not a closed door. It's it's a place where people that you've met. And people that you have not met have direct access to your heart. Mm-hmm. And not from a combative perspective. I mean, like, we can say things that are helpful and loving and w- that we see people and we can share encouragement and we can neighbor with people in ways that are handwritten notes on a computer. Um, we can also do the opposite. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I love that you brought that up because for me, uh, and some of the things I'm even doing here right in the digital space, is to remember that if have the lens of trying to f- looking for opportunities to be a neighbor and to and to love people and show them that God sees them and that Jesus moved into the neighborhood and that God cares about them, because that can happen on social media. It can happen in your physical location. It can happen at your job. If you're looking mm-hmm. for those opportunities. Um, but remember, like it's socials are a place that are really interesting. Uh, 
because believe it or not, <laughs> people are misunderstood on the internet. Uh, <laughs> um, but in physical proximity with somebody, there's a there's really good opportunities for you know uh, body language and and context and and tone and inflection. You really don't get the opportunity once it's there. You don't get to like re-explain it. Mm-hmm. So just not trying to scare anybody, but oh, everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but but remember, like neighboring in our current context, Jesus, when Jesus moved into the neighborhood, the internet was not a thing. So there's a context we get to live into here and mm-hmm. use that mm-hmm. God's like, hey, go neighbor there too. Mm-hmm. I've been uh I've been in computers for a long time. I was around, you know, in the nineties when the as the internet was kind of taking off. Netscape? Oh, I knew before Netscape, yes. Um I'm even older than the Netscape was, but in the in the community groups that were beginning beginning to form, it was all text, mm-hmm. um, all of that. We we developed something that we called emoticons, mm-hmm. so you could do a colon and a dash and a and a parentheses, and you turn your head sideways, it looked like a smiley face. <laughs> kind of, those kind of things, and those were developed because we realized that we lost that, that facial connection and that, mm-hmm. that physical, those physical cues and those emoticons were created specifically to try to give some of that back in mm-hmm. that text environment. Of course, now there's uh, emojis and all kind of s- stuff that has developed from that. But it was interesting. That was a learning point in the very early days of the internet that we lose that kind of physical uh, connection uh, mm-hmm. in, in communicating that way. And, you know, mm-hmm. to various effects, we've tried to, you know, change that or supplement it. And, uh, but it was, it was fascinating. Um, when, when I was in part, when I was learning all of that, you know, back in the early in back in the day. <laughs> Every time Des says that, I'm like, back in my day, <laughs> back in uh, the day. <laughs> uh, you know, but Hey, I was, I was a kid before the internet was a thing too. Like I think I 86. So the internet was what? 92. The internet started in the fifties. <laughs> Darpanet. I think dinosaurs were around <laughs> that too. Uh, uh, Before fire. <laughs> so, so I to kind of to kind of bring us back in uh, and into into um, you know I I think some some really good tangible rules of thumb, if you will, right? You know, grace commandment: love God with everything you are, everything you have, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if we're asking questions like how do we neighbor, what are what are the good guidelines? How do I know like I'm in that in that like there you go, mm-hmm. treat people well, treat people the way that you would want to be treated. Um, you know, uh, w- one of the things that drives me nuts about current Christian cultures we call it like radical generosity. I'm like, you know, being a Christian, uh, we gotta put like real Christianity or radical this or that. I'm like. <laughs> Just do the thing. Um, it, it, no, but being intentional mm-hmm. and, and finding ways to like relate to your neighbors and, and looking, the moving story is cool because you're looking for opportunities to connect. Um, and, you know, there's some verbs of wisdom I've heard before too. Like you never know what somebody's going through, um, you know, and, and you just don't know. And so practicing hospitality and generosity and like being kind to people is always going to make you feel better and more fulfilled than if you're 
you know, like me driving on the highway and somebody cuts me off. And I'm like, I will never forget what you look like. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that wasn't ominous at all. Um, and, and, and so lastly, let's, let's, I want to, I want to submit this and then kick it to you for your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we talked about some tangible ways. We talked about Jesus moving into the neighborhood. We talked about what that looks like, the intentionality of that and uh, the verse in John and all these different things we've kind of touched on. And so here's where you get to play a part in this uniquely, just like Dave and I get to play parts uniquely. So we kind of like poo-pooed on an individualism. Um, but even though God calls us to do things in a community context, God also calls individuals to live out their gifts and graces as they've been uniquely created in those community contexts. So um, an encouragement here is if maybe there's some things that we said that don't resonate or aren't things that you might naturally feel inclined to do. The good news here too, is that like you bring things that I don't bring. Um, You know, Dave brings things that I don't bring. Right. And so there's this really neat thing that you then get to do with God where it's like, okay, God, what's in my, what, what do I care about? How, how did you make me? What am I passionate about? Where are the things that I can connect with people and Mm -hmm. serve people and ways that you're calling me to do that. And so, you know, don't sit around and wait for like the aha and clarity before you start being nice to people. Um, but know that like there is freedom of expression in that of like, you have also been called as an individual to bring those gifts and, uh, and like, that's one of my favorite things about what I get mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. is when uh, somebody brings something and, and I don't mean like a physical thing. I mean like their person and like the, the things that they care about. And I go, that's a fantastic idea. Like, let's do that. Um, because somebody else is, it's clicking for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, know that you get to be a part of that process with God and you and God get to figure that out together. So spend some time in prayer, spend some time discerning, you know, uh, blow up Dave's email box inbox, uh, and be like, sure. Hey, sure. uh, St. Matt's essay.com. That work. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, <laughs> I should know the name. I should know the address. S T M A T T S S A. Dot org. We gotta turn that into like a jingle. <laughs> a uh, jingle. Let's not. S T M A T T S A. To the tune of Amazing Grace. <laughs> uh, but so, so know that like like you are also have a part to play. Mm-hmm. That like so it's not just about looking at what everybody else is doing. Going, oh, how do I do that? Like do that too. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you had some you had some kind of tangible things we talked about before, more like specific examples of what some of those might look like. Right, so you said like letter, mm-hmm. cards, cards, cookies, candies, you all know. the things that Dave wants yeah, you to put on his desk. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, you know, s- serving. You know, maybe you're picking up trash in the neighborhood. To you know, uh, maybe you're you're waving or talking to chatting with folks as they walk their dog, or um, you know, maybe you know there's a, a you know a baby on the way, and so you you know you do the care package when you know the baby's arrived or those kind of things. Maybe you're the person you're called a sack that has a, you know, a, a Blackstone grill. <laughs> I got friends in other places that have one. I'm like, ah, and they keep posting pictures of their food. Maybe you're the, the person in the neighborhood yeah. that has the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pool party. Pool party. Neighborhood you know, party. Uh, yeah. Safely. Uh, yeah. But, but, but there's things that like, um, you know, letter writing, mm-hmm. maybe you're a nerd you like Dungeons and Dragons, and you're walking down your neighborhood. This isn't like a personal thing that's happened to me. And you're like, oh, that's a D&D shirt. 
do I say something? Uh, like, hey, you play Dungeons and Dragons? And they're like, I'm a level 18 wizard. I'm like, me too. Uh, but, but, you know, then it's like, oh, I now all of a sudden, you know, the third Thursday of the month, I've got a D&D group. What happened? Uh, you know, I'm not going to cook for people. People would get sick. Uh, <laughs> but maybe I'll, I'd host a game night. Sure. It might be unique to your person. And so, mm-hmm. so spend time praying and exploring through that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and really next week we're talking about abundance and we're talking about our giftedness and what we have to, to give and what we have to share uh, and helping um, find, you know, finding ways that we can uh, participate in sharing and then, you know, helping our neighbors to share, you know, their stuff too. Uh, so, Anyway, tune in next week. We'll talk more about that. (laughs) Tune in next time. Uh, I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we'll see you on the next one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.